Hi, I'm James Wedmore, host of the Mind Your Business podcast, and I've built an eight-figure year company selling digital products around my knowledge and expertise. In fact, this is what I've been doing in multiple niches for the past 15 years. And if you've ever wanted to do the same, or maybe you're trying, but you can't seem to get any traction, here's how I can help. As you can guess, you need an audience if you want to sell your stuff, right? But what if I told you that you don't need a big audience. You don't need millions of followers to get started. In fact, we see that it's with just your first 100 leads where you really start getting some momentum. I mean, think about it. Imagine that you're on the stage of a room filled with just 100 people in that audience right now. That's a lot of people. You don't think that a few of them would walk up to you after your talk and ask, hey, how can I keep working with you? Of course they would. And that's why I created your first 100 leads. It's a 14-video step-by-step training mini course that walks you through exactly how to get your first 100 leads fast. And the feedback and results from this free program have been amazing. Diane Shepard said, this is one of the best trainings I've ever taken. Jake Curry said, We have had 753 people sign up for this free training. Are you kidding me? Dan Netting said, I'm currently going through the first 100 leads training, and James, I gotta say, it's brilliant. This training is A to Z complete, and the best part is it's absolutely free. To register, simply click the link in the show notes of this episode. Thanks so much, and I'll see you there. Hey, and welcome to the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast. I'm Serena Shoup. I am a CPA and mom of three, and I'm running a virtual bookkeeping business mostly from my home. You're in the right place if you're a bookkeeper, accountant, or an accounting student, and you know that your purpose is bigger than sitting in a cubicle. If you're ready to learn some actionable tips and strategies to help you start and grow a bookkeeping or accounting business, I hope you stick around. Today, we're talking about how to transition from corporate into running your own bookkeeping business. This one is near and dear to my heart because as a lot of you probably know, I came from corporate and my goal is to reach as many people in corporate that have the dream to start their own business and help them start. Okay, I used to sit in my cubicle I used to literally sit in my cubicle and in my office when I finally got an office and just think to myself, like looking out the window, is this really it? Like I worked so hard through business school and got my CPA license just to basically be another like cog in the wheel or whatever they say. If that's you, if you, if you have those thoughts, I know right now most people are probably still working at home, but maybe you're having to go back to your office at this point and you're like, geez, I did not miss this. And you've, you've started to think about like maybe going out on my own. Maybe it would, maybe this is time. Uh, I, I had those thoughts all the time and I honestly wish that I had taken the leap a lot sooner than I did, but it's all, you know, it's all for a reason. So I gained a lot of good experience as I suffered through my corporate days. I loved my coworkers. I really did. I just didn't, um, the corporate grind, it it can kind of get to you lots of burnout. But after I left corporate to have more kids, my eyes really opened and my priorities had a massive shift. There's a bigger, 
I realized there was a bigger purpose out there for me and I could have a greater impact by helping even just a handful of entrepreneurs improve their profits, cut down the time they spend on their business and start realizing the dream that they had when they first started their businesses. So you might be wondering how to make this happen if you work in corporate or used to, and now you're home with your kids. That was me. Or maybe you're still working on your accounting degree and starting to realize that the big four life isn't what you want. Spoiler alert, you don't have to even go into the big four accounting firms. Like there's lots of other options with an accounting degree. But anyway, I digress. Today, I'm going to talk about the difference between corporate accounting and running a bookkeeping business. So <clears throat> the before I jump in though, the intent here isn't to scare you off, but just to make sure you actually understand what it entails so that you can see that you're capable of doing this and stop delaying your dreams. So with each difference, I'm also going to throw in some tips for making it easier to manage the differences. Okay. Number one, you'll get a lot of exposure to many different business structures and industries. It's sort of obvious, but unless you niche in an industry right away that you've already worked in, you're likely to get exposure to lots of different industries than what you've previously worked in. Don't let this scare you off. The gist of any business is pretty similar. On the flip side, if you come from an accounting firm, you may have already been exposed to a few different businesses, but may not have been client facing or been involved in as many aspects of the business as you will now. Number two, you'll give advice that you may not get to implement. In corporate, if you're lucky, you get to take it upon yourself to implement processes that you see needing improvement. When you're consulting other businesses, that might not always happen, especially if they can't afford to pay you to do it or they just don't see the importance. So getting a couple, getting good at a couple things will serve you quite well. And those are learning how to influence and persuade, not manipulate, just, you know, persuade in a good way and learning how to communicate the value of the process that you'd like to implement. Um, a great resource for tapping into these two things is a book called the trusted advisor. I highly recommend getting a copy. And okay, number three, I think we're in number three. Yeah, number three, you'll have to learn how to manage your time a lot better than in corporate. <laughs> Since you'll be working with many different clients instead of just one company, it can cause a lot of context switching, which, what, which is what really happens when we multitask. And this is honestly an efficiency killer. And now that you're in business for yourself, you want to be able to work at as little as possible so that you can be as profitable as possible. And like part of the reason you're working for yourself probably is more time freedom. So what has helped me tremendously, which I had to figure out the hard way was to designate specific days to work on specific clients, which right now in this season of my life, um, and of my business, I'm not doing much client work, but my team does. So they are responsible for designating specific days to work on specific clients according to their schedule and to meet the deadlines. And then I come in at month end, do a review and meet with clients. And then designating specific days that I take appointments, I still do this. There's only two days a week that I have my acuity calendar open for client meetings. This is super, super easy to do with tools like acuity or 
Dubsado, you can set your work, your schedule of when you have appointment availabilities. I know in Acuity, you can create different appointment types. So for instance, I have several different meeting types. I have a quarterly meeting, I have a monthly meeting, and then I have discovery calls and some other stuff. So discovery calls, I only allow to be booked two days a week, and I don't allow more than two appointments per day. So that prevents me from, I mean, I would never at this point in my business, I would probably not ever have more than one discovery call in a day because I just don't have that many leads coming in. But what it does is it prevents me from getting, having, you know, a couple client calls in one day and a discovery call. So I'm an introvert. I get super exhausted if I'm in meetings all day. So I have put those guardrails up around my energy to protect it. Okay. And then the other thing to do to help with, um, the context switching and productivity is batching similar tasks. Some bookkeepers like to batch client tasks, like doing all the bank recs for, for clients in one day or not client tasks, but batching like the actual type of task. But I actually prefer batching for just internal tasks like content creation or email responses. When I do client work, I prefer to start at the beginning and go through all of the stuff that I can get done so that if I hit a roadblock, like we're missing a piece of information from a client, I I can stop right where I'm at because I can't go any further and then ask for the information. And then I move on to the next client. For me, that has worked better. I I would be afraid that if I batched all the bank recs or like batched categorizing all the transactions for, you know, all the clients in like a two hour period, like what if I didn't get to the point in the work where like I was missing information. So I didn't know to ask for it yet. And then it would just set things behind further. So that's my whole reasoning behind that. But I know that other bookkeepers that probably have larger client loads batch similar tasks. Okay. The other thing is time blocking. I don't really time block at the stage of my life because I have little ones at home unless I am in my office space outside of my house. So when I'm working at home, I pretty much squeeze the work in when I can and get interrupted a lot. But if you can manage it, time blocking is pretty amazing. One thing that I started implementing, and you can go back to the podcast that I talked about planning out your week. But I think I, I think in that podcast, I talked about Pomodoro sessions, which I actually learned from going through the screw the nine to fives programs. So they do co-working sessions and they'll set a Pomodoro timer. And this is actually how I run our co-working sessions inside the bookkeeping business accelerator. I set a timer for 25 minutes. We all have decided on a certain task that we are going to aim to complete in that 25 minutes. And then when the 25 minutes is up, we, we unmute, we get up, we go, we chit chat, we go to the bathroom, we get drinks of water, whatever for five minutes. And then we get back at it for another 25 minute sprint. So that to me is, it's a little different than time blocking. It, it works better for me because I have tasks and I prioritize my, my tasks or my projects. And then when I have 25 minutes, I sit down and I try to bang it out. Okay. We're in number one, two, three, four. So this one, <laughs> this one's a really, this one's a struggle for a lot of people, I think. So you're going to have to learn to let go of perfection. 
Many of us accountants are complete perfectionists, but when it comes to working with clients, sometimes we have to let go of things being perfect. For example, you're highly likely to get a client that needs a cleanup done, but only wants you to clean up the current year and not touch prior years. Or you'll have a client that doesn't save all the receipts, but you know it's a business expense. So you book the expense anyway and move on. You might have like a heart to heart with them and talk about like the importance of keeping receipts, but ultimately it's up to them. So you, you know, you can ask them, do you want me to categorize the expense? And if you ever get audited and you can't provide proof, you might, it might get denied or like, do you want to call it owner's draws? There's things like that. You just have to learn how to talk about it with the client and also just let go of perfection because most of the time they don't really care either. And perhaps the biggest piece of advice I have for you regarding letting go of perfection is to just really just get started. Don't worry about having your business card or your website perfect. Imperfect action is the name of the game. Done is better than perfect. Let me see if I can think of any other sayings (laughs) and cliches, but seriously, done is better than perfect has been like a motto I've been living by for the past five years and it's served me well. I don't think I would have created Uh, my podcast ever if I had been holding on to perfectionism. I don't think I would have ever created my blog. I wouldn't have written my first email to my email list. I would, there's so many things that I've done in the past few years that I would never have done if I hadn't adopted that mantra of done is better than perfect. Okay. You'll number five, I don't even know what number we're on anymore. You'll have to get comfortable with putting yourself out there. Okay. This is totally not something that you have to really do in corporate other than when you're going to a job interview and when you're in the like interview circuit, like you just kind of get used to it and then you don't ever have to do it again until you look for another job, which is usually not very often for most people, especially if you're a rock star. So you're going to have to get comfortable with putting yourself out there. And this might be the biggest block that some of us have about starting a business because like I've mentioned before, by nature, I think most accountants are introverts and prefer to work behind the scenes, but that isn't going to work if you want to get clients. The good news is that it's a lot easier to get clients as an introvert virtually and online than people used to have to do it, like going to like in-person networking events. But a few things will still really help you be more successful in putting yourself out there and getting clients, like getting comfortable on camera. There's just no way around it. Everyone has been forced to meet via Zoom in the past several, I don't know, how many years now? (laughs) It's, It's not been more than a year, has it? Yeah, it's been more than a year. So almost two years now, people have been having to meet by by Zoom. So hopefully this one won't be so scary to you now, but there's always room for improvement. One of my coaches, Heather Sager taught me to actually just record myself with my webcam talking to myself just to get more comfortable seeing myself on the screen. And it really does help. Most of us aren't used to seeing our reflection talk back to us. So another hot tip is to start an Instagram and start showing up in your stories on video, even if you don't have any followers. Trust me, this is how I started. Some of my earlier stories are super duper cringy and I had them saved in my highlights. Recently, I just went through and like deleted a bunch of them because I was like, holy crap, I have come so far (laughs) from when I first was like super awkward holding the camera like way too close to my face on stories. Yeah, everyone will get everyone will start there. It's fine. I won't judge you, but it's a good place to start. Okay. Also getting comfortable talking about money. 
which is sort of ironic, but some, some accountants seem to have the hardest time talking about money. Actually, probably most of us do, honestly, especially when it comes to our own prices and just like getting comfortable on camera, when you know it, it helps to practice. (laughs) So don't let the first time you talk about your prices be on your first discovery call, please. Get comfortable saying your prices out loud with confidence, whether it's to yourself in front of a camera recording yourself. So like a two for one, you get, you get to practice talking on camera and talking about your prices. I think it's just like a win-win there. Okay. And then also you have to, this is a third little sub tip of this (laughs) getting comfortable with putting yourself out there is getting comfortable selling. Oof. This is, this one is the one that held me back from starting my business for so long. And once I finally started doing it, I realized it wasn't much different from interviewing in corporate. And I actually love this part of running my business now. It's crazy, right? So stick around with me. I'll get you there too. All selling is, is asking questions, sharing knowledge and making offers. That's it. Simple. I know in our line of business, we call our sales calls, discovery calls. And on those discovery calls, you are just making discoveries about the client by asking questions, sharing a little knowledge, and then making an offer at the end to work together. It's that simple. I'm going to, I'm going to say this again, so you don't have to rewind it. All selling is, is asking questions, sharing knowledge and making offers. Okay. Okay. Number six, I think, or number six, I don't know. You'll have to make the shift from technician to entrepreneur. Along the same lines of getting comfortable putting yourself out there, you will now be required to think like an entrepreneur, not just the technician, though for a while you'll still be both. But the goal should be to elevate that owner, elevate to that owner visionary role and build your team to do the technician work. So this means... One, making time to grow your business and expand your knowledge. So dedicate time each day or week to focus on things that aren't client work, but please don't get stuck here before you even start your business. (laughs) Please. I'm talking like after you have a few clients, okay? Number two, thinking in terms of scaling. If you listened a couple episodes back when I talked to Alyssa, uh, the workflow queen, and even the, the episode that I talked about hiring and stuff with Katie Farrow. Everything you do from day one, you should think about how to scale that service. How can you systematize or standardize this? A systematize even a word? I don't even know. What would it look like to have someone else do this and how could it set up? How could you set it up so that it's easy to hand it off? So like I said, think in terms of scaling right from the beginning. Number three, Think about outsourcing tasks that you don't love or are low value tasks. Again, not right away, but the sooner that you start thinking about this, the faster your business will grow. I started outsourcing some of the data entry bookkeeping when I hit only five clients. And I talked about this before in that episode with Alyssa because I wanted to keep growing, but I didn't want to work more than 10 to 15 hours a week, which sounds really bougie, (laughs) but I was mainly trying to be a stay-at-home mom and working kind of in the crevices of the day. So 10 to 15 hours is, you know, really all I had. There's no magic number of clients or revenue number for this. So just do it when it's time for you. But the sooner that you start setting yourself up for that, the better. Okay. Where else 
I think that was it. That's pretty much it. The five things I'm going to run through them again, real quick, just as a recap and a reminder, but these are some of the differences from corporate accounting and assisting entrepreneurs through their journey really isn't for everyone. So if you do have an entrepreneurial heart, then I say, go for it. If you've ever wondered if you could start your own business, I'm willing to bet that you can. Okay, let's run through those five points of differences, five differences. <laughs> okay, number one, you'll get exposure to many different business structures and industries. Number two, you'll give advice that you may not get to implement. Number three, you'll have to learn how to manage your time much better. Number four, you'll learn to let go of perfection. Number five, you'll have to get comfortable with putting yourself out and number six, I guess there were six points. Yeah. Six, you'll have to make the shift from technician to entrepreneur. And like I said, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, but if you've had the inkling or the desire for more than a minute, it's, it's probably for you. So let's do this. If you want to join my workshops, the bookkeeping biz workshops coming up here at the end of August, we start pre-party August 22nd, I believe. Is that a Sunday? Yeah. August 22nd is the pre-party. So if you're listening to this, when it goes live, you, we are in open registration for the bookkeeping business workshops. And in those workshops, I'm going to help you figure out what exactly it takes to run a bookkeeping business. If you're still kind of on the fence, the tech that you need and how to set your business up as a business and not a job. And then in the fourth day is the bonus masterclass, which is super exciting. This kind of circles back to putting yourself out there and learning how to sell. We're going to talk about selling without the sleaze. So just that workshop alone is worth, just totally worth it. And the workshops are only 37 bucks. So you really don't have much to lose. I would love to see you there. So make sure you hit the link in the show notes or head to bkworkshops.online to join. And that is it for today, my friends. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Be ambitious.